0: Thank you for tuning in to Voice of Islam Jamaica. The following is a recorded program of a live show. Please do not call in, but feel free to send messages on our WhatsApp line at 876-283-9533.
1: Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. May the peace and blessings of God be unto you. Hello dear listeners, welcome once again to Voice of Islam. Here at Voice of Islam, we seek to educate the general public on matters and concerns they may have about the religion of islam i am your host imam ibrahim fawson voice of islam is sponsored and brought to you by the Ahmadiyya muslim community and for the knowledge of the new listeners the Ahmadiyya muslim community is one of the over 70 denominations in islam or sects in islam the Ahmadiyya muslim community believes in the advent of the promised Messiah and the reformer of the age. The community is spread across over 200 countries and believes in peaceful coexistence with God's creation. Our motto is love for all and hatred for none. Today on Voice of Islam, we shall take a look at the role and rights of women in Islam. Without any doubt, the atmosphere of the country and also on social media there is a vast range of discussions going on following the gruesome murder of two or three young ladies by people who were supposed to be their protectors their spouses or their um, you know partners and this has been the topical issue going on in the country, and as a religious community which believes that God created each and everyone for a specific purpose, we add our voice to the general discussion, and I am joined by exceptional, wonderful ladies of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community who are going to help me do this discussion. Generally, in certain societies, women are looked down upon, In Islam, marriage is defined as a social contract between two adults, a man and a woman, of full maturity and of sound mind. And they come together with the purpose of safeguarding their chastity and also procreating. Of course, they also express love for one another. Unfortunately, nowadays in our society, the sanctity of marriage is not giving the divine regard as it ought to be. A man meets a woman in the club or on the street or in any social gathering and they agree to live and function as husband and wife. This type of soul marriage is frowned upon by God in his scriptures, whether in Christianity or in Islam. Marriage has to be properly constituted. In Islam, for a marriage to be described as properly conducted, several other factors have to be fulfilled. The first step generally is a man sees a woman who he desires to live and spend the rest of his life with. By seeing the woman or by the woman seeing the man and them understanding that they intend to come together does not constitute marriage. The man seeks the hand of the woman in marriage through the family, the two families, and this is called proposal. So the man who has seen the woman through himself or through his family goes to meet the family of the woman and asks her hand in marriage. If the lady is not engaged to any other man, then the woman is called upon and the proposal is presented before her. In most cases, they might have already have an idea about it, so acceptance is guaranteed and the lady accepts. If she feels that she doesn't want to accept, she denies it and marriage does not come into effect. But then when she agrees and when she accepts then the two parties set time for them to meet and fulfill certain requirements certain um you know rights a dowry is paid from the man's side to the woman which is a token of money sum of money that the man pays to the woman in islam that is called mahar after all these things are done the two parties you know consult each other, and the will-be couple are taken through several series of counseling when everything is said and done, still they are not called couples until when the marriage is officially blessed by a priest, in this case an imam. It is after the marriage has been announced and blessed in the mosque or in any um, gathering that the couple are now allowed to share their privacy for the first time. Unfortunately, this is not what we see in our societies. As I stated earlier, a man meets a woman on the street and they agree to come together and they call it a relationship or marriage. Let's take for instance, when we intend to buy a vehicle. There are several factors we ensure that they are in place before that vehicle is purchased. One, we look for proper evaluation, title of the vehicle, proof of ownership, and several other factors. Is it so easy that in choosing a life partner, a person can allow anybody in their lives just for the sake of the person saying, I love you? when we look at the history of creation as narrated in the Bible we read or we are taught that God created Adam and upon some questions and some curiosity he created Eve that gives an indication that in the original plan Eve or the woman was not in the pipeline it was after Adam had questioned why Everything appears to be in truth, and he is single and lonely. That's why God created her for him. This gives the notion that the woman was created for the man. And unfortunately, this has been the mindset of certain individuals, particularly some men, that the women were created just for their happiness. Continuing the same story of creation, we read that it was the woman who led the man, that is Eve, who led Adam into eating the forbidden tree, which eventually got the two of them being expelled from the the gardens. However, not all religions place women in such an imbalanced situation. For example, in the Holy Quran, God clearly states that man and woman were created from a single soul. Before Islam, several rights several basic rights that women enjoy today never existed. Notably among them is the right to inheritance. Islam gave this right to women over 1400 years ago. In the Holy Quran chapter number 4 verse 8, God says for men is a share of that which parents live and for women is the share of that which parents or near relatives live. Another point you talk about is also the issue of divorce. Divorce is considered sinful in certain scriptures. To be precise, in the Bible or in Christianity, divorce is seen as something which is sinful. Although to some degree it is permitted for a man to leave the wife on the grounds of adultery However, there is no door opened for a woman to seek divorce. There is another thing in the Bible which sometimes people overlook. We read from the book of John chapter 8 verse 1 up to 9 that Jesus went unto the Mount of Olives and early in the morning he came again into the temple and all the people came unto him and as he sat and taught them they brought a certain lady who was caught in the act of adultery. The fact is that the lady was brought for punishment. However, nobody has ever questioned where that man was and who he was and whether he was also supposed to be punished or not. The Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the holy founder of Islam, is reported to have said that if a person has three daughters and he treats them well and gives them good education, that in itself guarantees such an individual the door to paradise. An academic professor, Dr. Kwajil Agri, also is reported to have said, when you educate a man, you educate an individual. However, when you educate a woman, you educate a nation. With this, I come to my guest for today's program. And at my extreme left is Sister Janet South. Who is the president of the Women Association of the Ahmadiyya Muslim Community here in Jamaica? And also, I have with me Sister Misbah Tariq, who is also a member of the uh, Women Association of the Ahmadiyya Muslim Community in Jamaica, and also Sister Asia Case, who is a student and also a member of the Ahmadiyya Muslim Community and active member of the Women. Association. Ladies, Assalamu Alaikum Warahmatullahi Wabarakatuh and welcome to Voice of Islam.
2: Walaikum, salam.
1: Could you take us through the role of women according to some of the s- previous scriptures?
2: Okay, Assalamu Alaikum. alaikum The story of creation as told in the Bible in Genesis suggests that woman was created for man and yeah. was the very one who brought about the downfall of man, the Adam and Eve case. Another instance generally referred to is that of Samson and Delilah, as told in Judges chapter 16. For this reason, some individuals conclude that women have been the case of problem on earth. However, the female role is defined as very important by some past and present scriptures. Um, take, for instance, the, the Sikhism religion. Sure of Guru Granth Sahib and take for instance the scriptures of um, Judaism sure. that's the Torah sure. and especially the scriptures of us Muslims yeah. which is the Holy Quran you know women have been placed on basically a very high and um, yeah, so a intrinsic that sure, you okay. know without her life would cease okay. basically sure. the human race okay. you know women are teachers Women are in positions of being doctors, lawyers, you know, you know, caregivers. um, Just about any good description you can get from a woman,
1: you know? Yeah. um, Could you give us some examples of those scriptures and what they say about women? Um, You mentioned um, the guru, Granth Sahib, um, you know, Mm -hmm. the religious scripture for Sikhism. And then also you mentioned the case of the Torah. Mm -hmm. Um, which is um, the scripture for Judaism. You also mentioned the Holy Quran, which is the scripture for Muslims. Could you give us some references or quotations, sayings in these scriptures?
2: Okay, I can give quotations from Guru Nanak. Basically, he states, in in page 473 of Siri Guru Granth Sahib, from woman, quote, man is born. Within woman, man is conceived. To a woman is engaged and married, woman becomes his friend. Through woman the future generations come. When his woman dies, he seeks another woman. So to woman he is bound. So why call her bad? From whom kings are born. Without woman there would be no one at all.
1: So this is, um, this is this is found in the scripture of, of um, Sikhism.
2: Yes, yes, and uh, you know in the Bible we have so many references. Sure. Basically, in the Bible, women have held positions of respect, especially in biblical times. Especially in the case of Miriam, yeah. that's just a name.
1: Yeah, um, Miriam, I think the the, the sister of the prophet um, Moses. Moses sure. and Aaron. Okay.
2: And one, even one of the judges was a woman. Okay. Her name was um deborah Deborah, yeah
1: yeah Yeah. so basically what you are saying is that um though as you stated earlier the story of creation Mm
3: -hmm.
1: gives an idea that the woman was not in the the primary plan of the creation Mm -hmm. and then also considering the fact that the bible again says in Genesis that it was the woman who you know led the husband to be sinful. Mm-hmm. You are now saying that in spite of those things in the Bible yet there are certain you know, good aspects in the Bible which also speak about women in a very high um, you know a, a esteem. Mm-hmm. You stated for instance you read that from the, the reference from the um, this, I mean uh, Sikhism, Yeah. and also you've given some quotes from the, from the, the Bible. Mm-hmm. Can you take us through what the Holy Quran says about women?
2: Okay, in the Holy Quran, God says He created man and woman from a single soul. In chapter 4, verse 2, uh, which is Surah Al Nisa, it says, O you people, fear your Lord, who created you from a single soul and created therefrom its mate, and from them twain spread many men and women, and fear Allah, in whose name you appeal to one another and fear in particular particularly respecting ties of relationship verily Allah watches over you also in the same chapter uh,
1: chapter number four yes
2: verse 35 men are guardians over women because Allah has has made some of them excel others
1: excel in, 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 in terms of strength and certain abilities Mm-hmm. Meaning, the women have some places that they excel mm-hmm. more than men, yes. and men also have some places that they excel, they excel more than more than women. Than, yes, but in this particular case, mm-hmm. what the Quran is saying is that men are almost like the protectors and mm-hmm. guardians who are supposed to take good care of you know women mm-hmm. um, with the strength God has given them.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You you stated that the reference you gave in the Holy Quran basically came from chapter number four, which is. Called Suratu An Nisa,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and interestingly, the word Nisa represents women in mm-hmm. general. So, the, in in this, in the Holy Quran, there is a, a complete chapter mm-hmm. which has been dedicated to women, mm-hmm. and most of the matters that has to do with women, their rights, their I mean, their privileges and other things are you know in, found in, in this in this chapter. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Um Let me come to Sister Misbah and. Could you take us through the the role of uh, women specifically in Islam sister Janet took us through the previous scriptures um what the scriptures say about about women could you take us through what Islam specifically says about about women
4: as-salamu alaykum. Um, Wa alaykum so assalamu alaykum. I'd, I'd like to answer your questions and sure. like the different stages that sure. a woman goes through in sure. her life sure. um she starts mm-hmm. off by being born as a daughter to a father okay. and as you said in the beginning that if if you have a daughter and you grow her, educate her and love her with full care, then Allah will grant you paradise. So that basically shows the beginning stage that just as a daughter, if my father takes care of me and loves me, which is a natural urge of fathers, which comes naturally to them hopefully, sure. um, I can be a door to paradise for them. Um, and then the second stage that a, that the daughter goes into in her life is the one of becoming a wife. Okay. Um it is said by the holy prophet that Sal- whomever Sal- Allah blesses with a righteous wife he has helped him with half of his faith okay. so let him fear Allah with regard of the other half okay. so just by marrying a man uh, I can I fulfill half of his faith sure. um which shows that I support him and I'm there for him in in the hard times and in the good times sure. and um that's that's fulfilling his faith And the last stage of a woman's life is the stage of a mother. Um, I like the analogy of the fact that when we talk about the heavens, we look up into the sky, and we're still not able to see the heavens. So Mm -hmm. that's how we place the heavens. And um, in Islam, it is said that heaven lies under the mother's feet.
1: Heaven lies under under
4: the the mother's feet. And I mean, just, just the fact that we look up, Um, to look at the heavens and we still can't see it and that heaven lies underneath the feet of our mothers, it just shows how much um, respect and honor we give to mothers and we give to women, especially in Islam. Um, uh, Just about the the fact of the mothers, that heaven lies under her feet, it just doesn't come by just becoming a mother. It becomes with the responsibility that you are given as a mother, that you're supposed to take care of your children you're supposed to be there for them nurture them and that only happens if you spend time with them um in islam it is also said that a man came to the prophet muhammad peace be upon Salaam. him and he was asked uh, who do I, who which person have the most rights over me and that and the prophet answered with your mother and the other person asked again that who, who's after her and it said your mother and then again, who's after her? Your mother. And then, and then it was the father. So it's your mother, your mother, your mother, and then your father. And just the fact that the mother was mentioned three times shows that how important the role of a mother is, because that's how much more time she spends with the children. Sure. Um, she carries them in her womb. She nur- she nurtures them in from the beginning on, and um, the more time she spends with the children, the more she can help them grow and become. Kind and respectful people for society and um, um, that role is just being being played on um, by becoming a homemaker kind of nowadays if we look at homemakers it's looked down upon if sure, you say I'm sure. a homemaker people look at you and they ask what do you do all day long um, but the fact is that uh, by being home by choosing the fact that i sacrifice my career i sacrifice my life to be there for my children and to nurture my house and create a paradise within my home um for my kids is when i nurture the next generation i mean i myself i'm not able to get anything done but by nurturing the next generation i'll be able to sure, have a bigger sure. impact than than what i'm able to do with a single career
1: Thank you very much. So, in essence, you've given us some um, indication that the major, after, I mean, you, you stated the woman goes through three processes, as a daughter, as a wife, and also as a mother. And we know that the scriptures define the purpose of creation, why God created us is to worship him, whether men or women, that's that their purpose. However, after that, there are some additional purposes that each of the, I mean, the, the gender, whether a man or woman, have been assigned. That of the woman is basically, after the worship and all other things, is to continue the God's plan of creation. So we learn that God created Adam and then Eve, but then the subsequent creation came through Eve and the woman. In this case, the woman has been given some important, a very important role to ensure the continuity of, you know, the existence of the human species and the, and, and, and the, and the human race. Which goes to say that without the woman, the human race would have stopped to exist. And we know that from the Bible, the story of Mary, which is very popular that we all know, the Virgin Mary who got pregnant, mm-hmm. that shows that women could exist even without men. Mm-hmm. If we were to separate the whole world, men on one island, mm-hmm. and women on a different island, mm-hmm. according to the example of Mary, which science also tells us that a lot of them happens, mm-hmm. it is possible for a woman alone to conceive, mm-hmm. which means that with by hundred years the men would you know, vanish. Mm -hmm. Because they might, I mean, they might have all died. But then the women could go through the cycle of self, you know, um, procreation as it happened in the case of, of Mary. If that is the case, and if that is the major role, of course, Islam accepts the fact that the role of the woman, apart from this, they can also do many other things. But then the basic one that they are so unique in it is Procreation. Yeah. If that is the case, does marriage play a part in ensuring that women achieve that goal?
2: Marriage, on a whole, is um, is designed for um, the human race. So marriage does play a very important role in the duties of both man and woman, or okay. men and women. Should okay. I? Continue. Yeah all the revealed scriptures define the main role of women apart from worshiping god as ensuring the continuity of the human race through procreation though she has some other important roles the most important role which distinguishes her from a man is the power of procreation endowed to her okay in the same scriptures for example the torah the gospel and holy quran god clearly expresses his dislike for fornication and prescribes serious punishment for that sin let me
1: let me let me come in so you have taken us through that apart from worshiping god Mm -hmm. as i alluded to earlier Mm -hmm. the major Mm -hmm. you know role that god has assigned to women Mm -hmm. is to continue god's Plan of creation, which means procreation, the, p- the power, sure, the, the power, power of procreation, procreation. and yes. I think this is what this is what was outlined in the book of Genesis, chapter three, verse fourteen, fifteen, and sixteen, mm-hmm. which has been misconstrued to be punishments. When we talk about, I mean, we we read about the eating of the forbidden fruit. Mm-hmm. It is stated that in Genesis chapter three, verse sixteen, that God. Told the woman that you are going to, you know, conceive mm-hmm. and in, in pain, pain shall you give birth, yes. and in pain shall you do whatever. Yeah, what. like, yeah, and then also to the man, God said that you're going to, you know, um, labor, so toil, mm-hmm. and this and this. Yeah, but that, that, that was the definition of the major rules mm-hmm, God was up. assigning to the man and, and the to woman. The, yeah, however, it has been mistaken to be punishment. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, God knew. Mm -hmm. that whether there was punishment or there was no punishment his i mean human race would would have to continue through a woman yes so you are telling us that in order to achieve that Mm -hmm. marriage plays a very important role yes though without marriage a woman could you know still go go outside outside Mm -hmm. the law and then Mm -hmm. have have children Mm -hmm. but then you are saying from what you said you said both the quran the, the i mean the, the torah scriptures. and the and the and the i mean the gospels yeah in those books god has given his anger and dislike mm-hmm. for fornication yeah and has also prescribed serious punishments yes for 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 that yes could you could you take us through um some of these um the, the references in the bible which suggest that a man basically marriage is very important i mean that helps a woman and a man to continue with god's um Plan of procreation.
2: The only acceptable way in the sight of God for a woman to discharge her ordained role is through marriage. You said earlier that basically you know you can leave your husband, but that wouldn't be the right proper we should go through. Now, in Genesis um, chapter 2, verse 24, it is said, Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother. And shall cleave unto his wife. And they shall be one flesh. Also in the Holy Quran. Chapter 30 verse 22. And one of his signs is this. That he has created wives for you from among yourselves. That you may find peace of mind in them. And he has put love and tenderness between you in That surely are signs for a
1: people who reflect. That is interesting. Mm-hmm. So, from this, we from what you have said,
3: mm-hmm.
1: both the Bible and the Quran mm-hmm. prescribe marriage mm-hmm. for a man and a woman, yes, and that is to ensure that God's plan of procreation, I mean, creation mm-hmm. continues, and yes. th- that power, basically, as you said. You say the power of of procreation procreation Mm -hmm. is, you know, vested in a woman. Yes. That, of course, whatever man men do cannot cannot compete with them in that in that regard. In that regard, yeah. Now, when marriage is contracted, when a man and woman come together, and I believe one day we should have a complete episode on marriage. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Now, when the man and woman come together Mm -hmm. as husband and wife, as you stated, that God. Has expressed his dislike for towards for fornication practice, and other things, yes. and the only acceptable, quoting from what you said, the only acceptable way mm-hmm. to you know continue with that profession is, is through marriage. marriage. Yes. I come to Sister Misbah. How should men treat women, according to Islam, when you know they are together as husband and wife, in ensuring that God's plan of creation continues? How should men treat women?
4: Um, I'd like to refer back to the verse that Sister Janet read out about sure. um, and one of his signs is that he has created wives for you from among yourselves that you may find peace of mind in them. Sure. And he has created love and tenderness. Um, and th- that verse clearly shows that you have to you have to work together, you have to love each other. Love, loving is a verb. Sure. So you choose to love, you work on it. And then tenderness that you respect each other. Um, I'd, I'd like to refer to the Holy Prophet Muhammad, S- peace S- be S- upon him, as a as an example because he was the best example. Sure. He said, "The best of you are those who are the best to their wives, and I am the best of you to my wives." Um, he didn't say the last part to just to show off but sure. he wanted to explain to the man that take an example in me sure. um, look at me how I treat my wives this is how I, how Islam expects you to treat your wives sure. and just some beautiful examples of his lives are um, that he was such a beautiful role model he would he would play with his wives he would raise them sometimes he would let them win sometimes he would win oh so they,
1: they would almost have have like competition have yeah. like a wife having competition Yes. and as you stated, being role model for the the followers, for the yes. for the believers, exactly. he would practice all these things. I mean, f- to show them that this is how you have to live with your wife.
4: Yes, yes, you have to. You have to be playful. You have to be fun. That's a that's a commandment, kind of. Um, Exactly. And then he would even help around the house instead of sitting around and saying that, where's my food? Why haven't you done the laundry and everything? Like he would mend his own clothes. He wouldn't ask other uh, like his wives to do it for him. He would help out. He would wash the dishes. He would clean. He would help out wherever he could. He, he would respect his wife so much that even with Hazar Khatija, his first wife, who was 15 years older than him, when she passed away and I- in his house it, uh, they would cook something nice, especially with meat because meat sure. was very rare, he would send it to her friends to honor his wife um he would constantly mention her though she was older than him but she showed him so much love she granted him children she she supported him through the hard times and that's why like he would be so respectful to her um and that just shows the example of how much love and tenderness and respect there should be he was sure. gentle he was kind he was loving um and that's how how women should be treated in islam
1: Thank you very much and this is an insightful you know um experience you've taken us through particularly with reference to the life of the holy founder of islam the prophet muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and how he used to live with his wives, and also encouraged muslims to be good example i mean towards their wives basically by looking at him taking his example to to, yes, to, to take be. his example mm-hmm. unfortunately this is not what we see in our society mm. um as we stated that only acceptable way a man and woman could come together to procreate yes, through is marriage. through marriage. Yes. Unfortunately, in the society, that is not the case. Mm-hmm. But whether it is cohabitation or I mean, girlfriend or boyfriend, which Islam does not, I mean, support, Condon. and mm-hmm. any religion basically does not, not accept. Yes, definitely. How could people who initially love themselves go to the extent of? killing another. In the case of what um, we heard in the news, um, the the incident that we stated earlier, Mm -hmm. of course, we should not uh, make the mistake and thinking that maybe one of them, yeah, a military person and one of them, yeah, sometimes we hear police, you know, killing the wife and killing himself. We hear military person. We hear people who are not also, I mean, they, they are not in any occupation. I mean, basically, the people on the street also do it. So this goes to say that it is a general problem that we have as a, as a society, and I believe it is something that we could work on. So what we are saying is that Islam offers one of the best solutions mm-hmm. to some of these um, problems, so and sometimes all some
2: of these problems. Thank you
1: very much. So um, I come to Sister Asia. Take us through the Islamic stance on violence against women. Can you share some examples, some some instances with us?
5: In the Holy Quran, chapter four. Uh, previously stated by Sister Janet, okay. men are guardians over women because Allah has made some of them excel others. As in, men are made physically stronger so they could protect us, and we, even though we excel in other means like caring and loving, they which have men, which men which don't, men don't, don't have can, don't, kind of um. They um, have it, but
1: not up to that. Not up to that standard. level. You know,
5: yeah. we 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 them
1: when their child, child is in the washroom and calls. Mommy, um, I'm done. Daddy just passes the baton to the lady. I mean, the woman. <laughs> Mommy, go and take care of that. So you are saying that um, the Holy Quran says men have been made guardians over, over women, women because physically men are stronger. Mm-hmm. And we have to use that energy to protect women unlike using it to bully or to, in or this case, them. Hurt, hurt, hurt them. Yes.
5: Also, in chapter 4, verse 19, it states that, all oh, you who believe... It is not lawful for you to inherit women against their will, nor should you detain them wrongfully, that you may take away a part of them that which you have given them, except that they be guilty of flagrant impropriety and consort with them in kindness. And if you dislike them, it may be that you dislike a thing wherein Allah has placed much good. And this is saying basically, women are not items to inherit when you've married a new woman or your father give you a new wife or some sort like that. And even if you pay, say, her school fee or you buy her a car, she's not yours. Not because you give her something mean that she owes you her life.
1: Because in essence, women give men Exactly, that,
5: that they cannot I mean pay they cannot us back yeah, for yeah, men cannot give to women kids.
1: everything a woman a man can give to a man, if it is buying a car, buying a house, a woman we can, can also it. buy a buy a we car buy and buy it. a house for a man.
3: Exactly. But
1: then when a woman gives, you know, a child to you a know the family, a man cannot. No. And we have stated somebody would argue that it takes both a man and woman mm. to bring up children. I mean to, to, to produce. However, we have a clear example in the Bible,
3: exactly. and
1: several also in history of medicine, that a woman alone could conceive and have children,
3: mm-hmm. which
1: is which is acceptable. I mean, they have proven some of them in certain species, like you know um, rabbits and other things, and it it works. Mm-hmm. So there are certain qualities that God has given to women, that of course women no matter what women process. do, we cannot we cannot attain.
5: And also I- explaining that. Even if you give them something, sure. you shouldn't take it away unless they are being flagrant or like wasteful with these things. And you should consort with them with kindness. And even if you don't like them for some reason, then maybe that reason that you don't like them for is a good thing that God has blessed them with. Also, in the hadith... Hadith says, meaning the,
1: hadith. The, the, the sayings of the Prophet Muhammad, Muhammad Salaam. 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 Yeah.
5: Salaam. The best of you is one who is best to his wife and i am an example okay that, that is
1: what the prophet Muhammad said exactly that the best of you is the one who is, who is best, best to
5: his, to his wife, wife and i and am an example okay okay and abu haray made peace of allah be with him reports that the prophet peace and blessings of allah be on him to have said never a believer hates a believing woman if he hates one of her manners he may admire another also it is said that i advise you to take care of women for they are created from a rib and the most crooked portion of the rib is the upper part if you try to straighten it it will break and if you leave it it will remain crooked so I urge you to take care of women.
1: This is metaphorical as Muslims. We, we yeah. understand it to be a metaphorical statement.
4: Yeah. I, I love this statement that the wife is created from the rib of a man. Some sure. people, they think it is um, submissive.
1: Or submissive yeah.
4: But for me personally, I feel like it's so... It, because the rib is close to the heart.
1: And it protects so, the, the heart. Exactly, sure.
4: exactly. So it is there to be protected, sure. to protect the man's heart, but also be protected by him because it's close to his arms. Um, and it is, it is not... It is such a beautiful piece of his body because it's it's sure. bound and sure. it's curvy. Just sure. like women are curvy, and um, it just it just shows the love between man and wife that you're so close, made so close from his heart. Sure. Um, that's why you are close to his heart. You're close to him.
1: Interesting. You see, once two individuals come together, mm-hmm. the Bible is quoted to have said, "A man and a woman shall live." You know his their houses or their home, and yes. then you know cleave cleave unto the wife, and they become one yeah. body. Uh, you basically. I think you quoted that verse earlier. And basically,
2: sure. that is the same thing, similar thing the Quran is saying. Because here it says, I've previously said this in chapter four, um, verse two: "O oh, you people, fear your Lord, who created you from a single soul." <laughs> So, basically, what this is saying, explain to me. Man and woman
1: was one soul. Sure.
2: Was one soul. And Allah gave you the responsibility of taking care of his weak, because basically we're weaker than men.
1: Physically. Physically.
2: And sometimes emotionally too. Sure, of course, emotionally. And we are placed in men's care. And it is said in the Quran that women are, or maybe in the Hadith, that women are the first mothers, the first teachers for the children. Children, And as Sister Mitzvah said, without women, women teach the nation. Women give birth to the next generation. And kings are born by women. And kings are born from women. Prophets, doctors, presidents, presidents, doctors, lawyers, you know, the best of us. You know we come from women and you know we just we just need to take time with our women you know and we women also need to take time for ourselves I
1: think we will come there Uh, I would I would um, ask sister Misbah to in the last in the last um, submission to tell us in in, in, in a relationship or in marriage what does Islam expect from the two we will come we will come there so from what we have discussed of course we've seen that marriage plays a very important role and also men are supposed to be uh you know protecting figures for women mm-hmm. however it comes to a point when a relationship gets sour mm-hmm. and then almost everything that is done things don't work out between mm-hmm. the two mm-hmm. when you see one side abusing the other in, in most cases the man abusing the, the, the woman mm-hmm. yeah there are some instances where women also abuse the man, yeah. but that is on a minor scale, so it is not something that people talk about. But then, it is also going on. So we look at yeah. it from I mean, both angles.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, what does the Holy Quran say about divorce? Because divorce is something that nobody would want to Resort, mention. Uh, Usually, okay. during um, blessing of marriages, mm-hmm. divorce is not something that anybody talks about. Okay. But then, it is along the line that if teens don't get you know along yeah if the man and woman don't get along yeah then of course divorce could be an option option does islam allow that in situations where the man and woman cannot reconcile after everything has been done and still things are not going well they could you know seek divorce and at least have their peace of mind
2: okay in um islam um you know divorce is the sad case but I, I, if that's the case then islam allows divorce in such circumstances here in the holy quran chapter 4 36 we sure. are on that chapter that's our chapter the
1: same chapter yes. that talk about women.
2: women yep and if the holy ch- um the Ula quran chapter 4 verse 36 says and if you fear a breach between them husband and wife then appoint an arbiter from his people and an arbiter from her people. So an arbiter from the a man's people, man's the man's side, people, the mm-hmm. man's side mm-hmm. and also
1: an arbiter from, from the, the woman's side. side. Yeah. yeah, from her people. When things are not getting when, along yes, well. Yes, when
2: there's a breach or sure. there's something. You know, they want sure. to fix it. Sure. Right? If they, the arbiters, share, rec- desire reconciliation, Allah will effect it between them. Okay. Surely Allah is all-knowing, all-aware. So
1: this is basically the first stage step. when, yeah, the mm-hmm. first stage and also mm-hmm. the first step, mm-hmm. when the marriage is not going too well. Yeah, going too well. Yeah, and Islam you want to rec- I mean, the Quran commands the fact that we set some kind of uh, like people who can yeah. judge you know, rightly with justice yeah. from the man's side and yeah. also from the woman's side and yeah. they sit and try to um, reason it out. Yeah. What of if it doesn't work out? What does the Holy Quran's, Um, sister Misbah
4: um the next step would be as it is said in the holy quran in chapter 2 verse 233 and when you divorce women and they reach the end of their period prevent them not from marrying their husbands if they agree between themselves in a decent manner
1: so after of course reconciliation did not work and if the two sides decide on divorce the man is not under any circumstance allowed to prevent the woman from Mm. remarrying another husband. However, in Christianity, this is seen as sinful, that if you marry a divorced woman, you commit, you know, fornication Mm -hmm. or adultery. Mm -hmm. How how do you see, this is what the Quran says, how does Christianity offer solutions to divorce in cases where one side is being abused without measure?
2: In Christianity, divorce is seen as a sin and not allowed under any, any circumstances for the woman except in the case for sexual immorality
1: for the man. So, basically what that is saying is that for the man, mm-hmm. he might be allowed to divorce his wife
3: mm-hmm.
1: when if, the woman has committed oh, sexual impropriety. You know, yeah, immorality. Mm-hmm. However, for the woman... There's no, no door open for her to, you know, if seek she divorce, even if she's, b- she's been abused or mm-hmm. if the husband is um, going up and down, yeah. left and right. Yeah. The woman is not. Is that the only thing the Bible says about divorce?
4: Um, no, actually, um, we read in Matthew that it has been said, anyone who divorces his wife must give her a certificate of divorce. But I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife, except for sexual immorality, makes her the victim of adultery, and anyone who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Serious.
1: So that is what, unfortunately, I think it is also fueling some of these issues going on. Because most of marriages are conducted in the church. However, in the case where things are not working out, it's supposed to be the same church which we seek, to it that the parties are separated at least for them to enjoy their peaceful i mean peace of mind however if the church doesn't have any facility any avenue to you know grant after everything doesn't work basically we agree that the first step is to make sure you reconcile mm-hmm. in islam there are several stages yeah. that a marriage goes through before divorce is granted divorce is seen as one of the most hateful though allowed, but one of the most hateful things in in, 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 yeah, in the south of Allah. Mm-hmm. So a lot goes into the pipeline. Mm-hmm. To save the marriage. Yeah, there's one important thing in Islam. When the man and woman de- I mean, decide that we, they are not getting along any further, and they want to divorce, Islam still gives them some space. Yeah, some time. Yeah, some time, about three months and ten days, mm-hmm. to to kind of you know, iron things out, mm-hmm. and in most cases, within this during this time, they they work most out, of them go yeah. Together, yeah. And if things don't get out, I mean, things don't get well, mm-hmm. then of course, if the divorce is granted, still the woman has to wait yeah. for about certain yeah, period to ascertain whether conception is there yeah, or not. Yeah, whether see that sure, she's sure, carrying a child. Sure. So what yeah. um, our sisters read from the book of Matthew is that that avenue is completely non-existent. Mm-hmm. And if this is the case, then of course, there could be, you know, some of these um, oppressed relationships where one side is feeling oppressed and the other one is abusing. However, you cannot even report to the church
3: mm-hmm.
1: saying that because of what I'm being taken through, I want to seek divorce. That is not um, you know, something that Hello. Christianity takes kind to. Be-
2: because I- here it says in Matthew 5, Verse thirty one to thirty two, yeah, is that the union of the husband and wife in marriage is like the union of Christ and the church; they cannot be separated, and their wholeness is eternal.
1: So that is that is adding to what we have already stated. That mm-hmm. I mean, the door of separation is closed is, for is women. completely closed yeah. for for the woman.
2: So basically, if she is suffering in an abusive relationship, it is okay. it is frowned upon if she so chose to get a divorce
1: let's come to the the last point of this um segment and i'm going to ask sister misbah to take us through what the requirements are what does islam expect from both man and woman when they are in marriage um considering faithfulness being faithful keeping privacy and all other 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 i mean angles what does Islam require from both man and women because to 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 just um buttress a point in some of these cases that we had, the men were accusing the women of infidelity, i mean seeing other other people mm-hmm. so
2: in Jamaica that, yeah. the
1: terminology is bun. okay you might get in bun. okay, so without giving any bon, what does Islam expect from both men and women, and I think this might be the the last you know discussion
4: of the day okay so I'd like to answer that question with the uh, counter question like what does Islam mean sure Islam means peace right Sure. Um, so Islam was sent as a religion for all eternity it was sent as a guidance the Holy Quran is a guidance book for us it's a it's a manual to life Sure. and Islam means peace and that means that we Muslims we are here on this earth to establish peace Mm -hmm. And establishing peace starts on the smallest level, which is our homes. Sure. And, I mean, who runs the home? It's the parents, right? It's their marriage. If the marriage works, the house is peaceful, sure. the children are nurtured and cared for. And um, there is this verse in the Holy Quran that says, your wives are a garment to you, and you are a garment to them okay um uh, and that basically that puts us in the role of a garment for each other
1: to protecting and covering the, the the secrets of of each other, giving comfort and sure
4: exactly exactly and um just like by being placed with the same with the same garment, like it's it's used for man sure. and woman, it shows the equal sharing of responsibilities sure. in marriage. That sure. it's that it's both of them that have to work for it. Um, you you wear a garment to beautify yourself. You sure. wear a garment to cover yourself sure. to protect yourself, and that's what uh, uh, that's what partners have to do for each other. They. Um, they enhance the qualities of each other, they support each other, they they cover up the flaws of each other. Um, and just like how close a garment is to your skin, it shows the intimacy of of a wife and a husband, that they need to be close together, they need to work close together. And I, I love this analogy because if you fulfill the analogy of being a garment for your spouse, for your significant other, you 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 both live a perfect life like a harmonious life it's not always easy um but you can work together if you both are willing to put in the work of being a perfect garment
1: thank thank you very much um sisters and and in the course of the program if listeners have any question they could send um their questions through our usual whatsapp line 2839533 and the country code is Eight, seven, six. Hello dear listeners, this is all that time will allow us on today's episode of Voice of Islam. Please help me say a very big thank you to our wonderful ladies who came and you know, took us through the role and the right of women in Islam and also in society in general. Thank you ladies for coming and may Allah bless you for your insightful contribution to Voice of Islam today. And to my cherished listeners, may the good Lord bless you for always being part of this show. And until we come your way next time with another interesting episode from the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, it is love for all and hatred for none. Assalamu Alaikum Warahmatullahi Wabarakatuh.
0: His hand
4: shook the hand of His Holiness. I was
0: just thrilled. Today this man, Mirza Masrur Ahmed, worldwide head of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, is the Caliph of Islam. His followers, numbering the tens of millions, spread over 200 countries across the world, making him the leader of the largest single group of Muslims in the world, who follow one Imam. The Caliph, who has spoken at Capitol Hill, the British Parliament, the European Parliament, and has held court with dozens of world leaders, is celebrated as a champion of peace by leaders across the world. He is known by world leaders for his humanitarian efforts and his mission for world peace, anchored by his famous slogan of Love for All, Hatred for None. He has traveled extensively to spread the message of peace and to remind everyone to respect the rights of other human beings. tours his holiness has met world leaders from the Far East to Europe from North America to Africa discussing the economic social and political problems facing the world today and how to create peace and justice in the world he has also met religious and community leaders in order to share common values and core ideals universal to all religions and cultures with a view to improving the moral state of mankind in creating an atmosphere of love and affection. From young to old, he compassionately listens to the ordinary man, regardless of race, color, or religion. He has personally initiated social projects and schemes to alleviate poverty and human suffering. His concern is not just about the well-being and moral state of the members of the Ahmadiyya community, but of the great human suffering of mankind at large. In this we are allied with his holiness, a courageous champion of religious freedom and of peace. We especially applaud the cal- the, the caliphate for denouncing those who pervert faith by claiming it as a justification for violence. However we define God, it is wrong to kill in his name.
6: Today When we, the Ahmadiyya Muslim Jamaat, raise the slogan of love for all and hatred for none as a means to establish global peace, we do so directly in fulfillment of the teachings of the Holy Quran and the practice of the Holy Prophet. Peace and blessing of Allah be upon him. I will, God willing, always continue to carry out my task and my responsibilities of promoting peace, tolerance, justice and compassion to the corners of the world. I will continue to tell all people that in order to be relieved of the pain and suffering that we face today, we must adopt true justice and equality.